0: You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 160. Well, hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard. And in this session, we're going to be talking about something that you may or may not be thinking about. And as a PMO leader, you may not realize that understanding and effectively supporting business agility is critical to your success and your organization's success, whether you are driving business transformation or simply responding to unforeseen disruptions. But achieving business agility requires the right processes and tools that go beyond simply managing execution. And I know you've heard me talk about this before on prior episodes. Our role is much bigger than the strategy delivery or execution stage. Now, in this episode, I'm joined by Ben Chamberlain, Chief Product Officer for UMT 360, to discuss why strategic portfolio management is what every aspiring agile business needs to succeed. Now, before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by the PMO Impact Summit, the world's longest running virtual conference specifically for PMO leaders is back in September on September 27th and 28th with recordings available the entire week. Make sure you register now for free so that you are able to take advantage of all the goodies and surprises I have coming for those that register early. Now, this event is specifically for PMO leaders. We are going to help you elevate your role of the PMO in your organization and position you to make the biggest impact possible in your organization. If you're looking to elevate your career, get that PMO off the ground, or simply add more value with your PMO, we've got you covered. Make sure you register for free at PMOImpactSummit.com. We're going to elevate you, your role, the PMO, and you're not going to want to miss all the fun we have in store. I can't wait to see you there. Just go to PMOImpactSummit.com right now to register for free. Okay, let's dive in. Now with me today is Ben Chamberlain. He is the Chief Product Officer for un 2360 and is responsible for the strategic direction and worldwide go-to-market activities for UMT 360's strategic portfolio management software solutions. He's an accomplished enterprise software executive with more than a decade of experience building innovative strategic portfolio management solutions that have helped global 2000 companies drive business transformation and increase their business agility. So I think you can see why I wanted Ben here with me today to talk about a really important topic that many PMO leaders aren't even thinking about business agility, one, the role of the PMO in driving that business agility, and why strategic portfolio management is the key to business agility. All right, you ready to do this, Ben? You ready to dive in? Absolutely. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Great to be here. All right, so let's start with some basics. Just in case we have anyone listening, that's like, okay, I keep hearing all of these definitions around strategic portfolio management and business agility, but what about this whole transformation thing? It seems like everyone today is talking about transformation this and transformation that, but I can tell you from my perspective over the last few years, once we hit 2020 and the world was headfirst into tons of chaos, it seems that responding to change became something that was happening on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And big, heavy transformation exercises seem to be a thing of the past. So everyone's talking transformation, but I would like to understand a little bit from you on whether or not we should really be focusing on helping organizations drive greater business agility versus transformation.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. I think that a lot of truth there. So, I mean, as you say, we're in a business where buzzwords are used you know, every second and transformation seems to be one of those, whether that's digital transformation, digital business transformation, agile transformation, and then it Mm -hmm. keeps on going. But as you said, do organizations really want to embark on monolithic transformation? Is that the problem they're facing today? And then as you said, the last few years has thrown everyone a few curveballs, And so I'm not sure it is about transformation as much anymore. Think about it, right? We used to kind of sell products and services based on transformation based on the sort of age-old threat of a competitor, right? I remember the slides we used to have of the whole Netflix blockbuster okay. and retail, not wanting to be the exec you know, asleep on the watch running that company. But and that was about it. how do we continue to transform the stay ahead of the competitors? But then, let's play the last few years through, then COVID came along, kind of impacted everyone equally, most people to the negative, some, I guess, to the positive. And people had to react to that, right? Then we're seeing social and sort of political unrest unfold within the US, outside the US, everywhere, impacting supply chain, COVID plus that impacting supply chain. I mean, so people are, businesses are having to react to that too. Now we brace ourselves for whatever's going to unfold in terms of the economy mm-hmm. over the next months, which again, businesses are going to have to react to. So is it about monolithic transformation or is it really about being able to respond to whatever changes come your way, positive or negative, to stay on course in terms of the strategy that you need to implement. Right. So to me, it is about more about creating a foundation organization of agile decision making Mm. and being able to turn on a dime than it is about this is our five year plan and we're going to pin our ears back and go in terms of this monolithic transformation.
0: Right, right. That's exactly what I've been seeing, because I remember that the transformation was all the buzz back in the before COVID happened. And then all of a sudden, overnight, businesses were having to pivot and adapt and respond and do things they never thought they would need to do. And I kept telling PMO leaders, this is your strategic opportunity to get your seat at the table because you hold the keys to the information that business leaders need right now today to make big decisions. Like, do we pivot? Do we cut projects? Do we put more money over here versus there? What do we do with all these resources? How do we shift the way we work, the way we respond to our customers, everything. So to me, agility, meaning little a agility is really the new way organizations need to operate. And frankly, I felt like we've always kind of needed more agility than a lot of businesses had. But right now, PMO leaders have an incredible opportunity to be front and center in helping their organizations become more flexible and adaptive and respond to these decisions that they need to make hourly sometimes, which is just crazy to imagine.
1: Absolutely. I think it's easy we say transformation is a buzz, and I think agility and agile is equal buzz, but what does it mean to create an agile business, right? And we're not talking about, as you said, we're not talking about agile execution and doing everything in a a, a new way. We're talking about truly agile decision-making and implementing the change across the business. And when we think of what are the things holding organizations back from creating that fabric or foundation of, of business agility of course there's many many things but there's sort of two big rocks that we see organizations need to overcome and, and one of which the, the well actually both of both of which the pmo has a significant role in the first is what we call a disconnected enterprise whenever you look at any enterprise of any size they're complex organizations right They're complex makeup they're, collection of disconnected departments, people, business, IT assets, product services, right? You've got to break down these silos, right? To be able to move from a disconnected to a connected enterprise. So you're able to understand your current state and look at all the changes you need to make And This is where transformation comes What transformation you need to make to move yourself from A to B to C by being able to get your arms around your entire business. So moving from that disconnected to connected enterprise is fundamentally important next one that you know, the PMO has been focused on more more so than the other is, is moving from a kind of misaligned to a strategic aligned organization, right, where we need to ensure at any given point in time that we're continuously optimizing our precious resources, so that's mm-hmm. people and money, against the strategy that we're looking to deploy, right, so so there's two things, is okay, how do we create that connected enterprise so I can see all parts of my business, and how do I ensure that I'm always continuously optimizing my spend or my resources against the strategy to deliver on the sort of overall transformation goals. Now, of course, we can come down to a lot of sub-challenges within each of those domains. But those are the two big things that we see holding organizations back from creating a true agile foundation or agile decision-making framework.
0: Mm. And it seems like you're starting to inch toward this whole strategic portfolio management concept. So can you talk a little bit about what that means very simply for all of our audience? And then my next question is going to be, and I know you know this is coming. My next question is going to be, what's the difference between project portfolio management and strategic portfolio management? So that's kind of, I, I really would like to dive into both of those, if that's all right.
1: Yeah, and strategic portfolio management, we've been focused on strategic portfolio management for 20 years. This, right. this is my bio said ten years. I think it's, a, it's almost like twenty years now, but it's only really become fairly mainstream in the last two or three years. And when I say mainstream, I mean you've got the likes of Gartner and Forrester and others re- reporting on the space now and calling out strategic portfolio management as a as a quantifiable known discipline. So mm-hmm. what we see strategic portfolio management as is is a set of processes, and of course supported by underlying tools to help you create that fabric of business agility. And what you've got to think about strategic portfolio management is that you've got to go back to those two big obstacles that organizations need to overcome for agility, because strategic portfolio management really is one part business and enterprise architecture, which is the sort of fundamental building blocks you need to create that connected enterprise. How do you break down your business? into quantifiable chunks, strategies, capabilities, value streams, logistics, information, data, technology, whatever it may be, even before you get into the sort of product services and business asset side of things, is a way of taking stock, taking inventory of your business so that you understand the kind of six degrees of separation of how all these things come together and need to be orchestrated as one. So strategic portfolio management includes best practices from business architecture and enterprise architecture, and also includes best practices from strategy execution. Now, strategy execution or strategy execution management isn't about detailed project management. It is about systematically deriving the execution or the major projects or whatever it may be directly from your strategy and kind of managing that at the macro level. I think Gartner's probably sees the space more clearly than the most because, and am kind of going to bleed into your kind of second question to, to a degree, because they've been reporting on traditional PPM since mm-hmm. 2004. We were actually one of the companies, we were a portfolio management company back then. And we were one of the companies that encouraged them to add the second P, the portfolio P to PPM. So they've been reporting on it since I think 2004. so. And then I think the last two years now, they've actually retired the PPM magic quadrant mm-hmm. and they replaced it with strategic portfolio management. And so they're putting a lot of wood behind the arrow in terms of focusing on strategic portfolio management because they see that truly as one of the things a PMO can do to move the needle in terms of providing value for their organization. And they've gone one step further to say, we need to focus distinctly on strategic portfolio management processes and tools, separate and distinct from the underlying project execution capabilities, which they're now calling adaptive project management and reporting. So any flavor of project execution, whether that's agile execution, whether that's traditional execution or everything in between is covered in what they call adaptive project management reporting. So they've separated the kind of church and state between portfolio management and project execution. And then obviously they need to need to integrate those worlds to get the best of both, but that's what strategic portfolio management is, right? It's the coming together of business and enterprise architecture, best practices, integrated with strategy, execution management, best practices to provide that kind of macro view across the organizations so you can effectively orchestrate change or mm-hmm. transformation, whatever you want to call it, but it gives you the ability to recalibrate at any time.
0: Oh, ben, I love this. And this is so much in line with what I've been teaching my impact engine PMO students because, and clients, because most PMO leaders Either they've grown up in project management or when they start the role of a PMO leader or the executive hires them, the first thing the executive says is, project management's broken, go fix it, right? And so what do they do? They dutifully focus on fixing the execution. and. You and I both know that that's usually not where the problems are starting. And the projects are being set up for failure right from the start for all of the reasons that we're talking about here. If you don't have a strategic portfolio management perspective, if you're not creating more business agility and responding and decision-making and all the things so that the right projects are happening at the right time in the right way, then it doesn't matter what you do in execution. You might, okay, fine. So you hire some project managers, you get them certified, you get them a little bit of training you get some process and templates and tools and none of that matters if the whole front end of the process is broken so This is exactly what I've been telling my clients and students for years, and I'm so glad to see Gartner's finally catching up to us, right, Ben? (laughs) So it's like, yes, thank you. And I'm glad they got rid of the PPM quadrant because it's sending a clear message that I think we need to send, which is, listen, the role of the PMO is not strictly project execution, regardless of implementation methodology, agile, waterfall, agile, whatever hybrid. It doesn't matter. That is only what well, I like to say 80-20. So 80% of your problems are actually outside of the project execution stage. You can get maybe 20% improvement by doing things in project execution, but you've got to really focus on the front end and the back end, which strategic portfolio management helps you do because you're getting the right information up front. And then after execution, you can go back and say, did we do what we said we were going to do? Did we make the right decisions? Did we see the results we were expecting to see? Did we get the return on investment that we are expecting and a lot of those questions aren't being asked and having a bigger picture that looks at the whole strategy and execution of that strategy to get to those results positions the organizations for much greater business agility and positions the PMO with a really important seat at the table because the PMO is where that information should be residing and where that facilitation to get to those results should be happening so this is
1: great. Yeah, on the, I mean, going back to PPM, I, I think yeah. PPM in itself wasn't wrong, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. it was the amalgamation of project and, and portfolio management. The challenge was with PPM, or is with PPM, is you kind of alluded to it, is sometimes the PMO is kind of manned with staff, with people that, that feel very comfortable with project execution, right? So, right? so there was always too much focus placed yeah. on first P, the project P, Uh, Because the second P was the portfolio P was kind of foreign and kind of got deferred really from 2004, probably to about 2016, 17, right? Because if you you think about it we started hearing about scaled agile, 15, 16, 17, right. Because everyone ran off to implement an agile execution methodology. right which was predicated from the bottom up until they hit all the same challenges that they would hit with their waterfall methodology which was they had not invested in second p the portfolio p right and the most important thing the gardener are doing here and we've lobbied hard over the last five years for this as well is is by separating the two you really have to focus on both equally. And I think that's the trick. It isn't about just focusing on strategic portfolio management or just focusing on, on project execution. It's striking the right balance. Now for most organizations, they may want to double down on strategic portfolio management just because they have not invested much in that relative, mm-hmm. what they've been doing into the polishing the apple in terms of their underlying project execution capabilities. But again, it, it does require a different mindset, right? It isn't just taking I call the domain PMO that for good reasons are focused on pinning their ears back and providing good execution capabilities doesn't mean they don't provide portfolio management capabilities but they really are an execution focused function to have a function that is using the left hand and right hand side of the brain doesn't mean that it can't be fulfilled by the same people in the PMO today but if you go back to the definition we gave on strategic portfolio management it's more than program execution it's more than project management right I mean you've got to bring different elements in it. When we think about the emergence of kind of enterprise offices today, transformation offices, enterprise PMOs, whatever you want to call the thing, right? It isn't just people from the PMO focused on program execution, right? It has to be, have a fair representation of all the functions in an organization responsible for driving agility. So business and enterprise architecture are as important as the skill sets of a domain PMO in terms of the program or project execution. But of course, then we've got to bring in other things to bear, like strategic planning, like finance uh, and representation mm-hmm. from lines of business. So it is, a, it is a more encompassing mindset because you have to understand the business to be able to react to changes from the business.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> I know it's early in the morning for you when we're recording this, but this is so exciting to me because I think that this is the gap. This is the gap that I've spent the last decade trying to close for PMO leaders after fumbling my way through being a PMO leader and learning a lot of things the hard way for 15 years before starting PMO strategies. So I get it. And it's funny, I've been working on a keynote that by the time this airs, I will have already given so I can let the secret out. And that is that speaking of 25 years, The actual question business leaders have been asking of their PMO for the last at least 25 years since I've been doing it has not actually changed the way we are listening and responding and actually doing something about is finally starting to shift because what the business leaders have always been asking for is help me deliver on my strategy with the highest possible return on investment as quickly as possible period. That question has not changed. But finally, PMO leaders, and thanks to thought leaders like you in this industry, you're finally breaking through to these PMO leaders saying, listen, this is the same question they've been asking, but we've got to find better ways to respond to it. Because the same old, same old of focusing on on execution in the project processes is not getting us there. And I know we're going to dive in in an, an upcoming episode on specifically not confusing agile with business agility. And we're going to dive deeper on the agile versus agility in the next episode we have in a few weeks. But before we end this episode, I want to do a couple more things around strategic portfolio management. And that's specifically for the PMO leaders listening. They're like, okay, I'm with you. I'm finally on board, Laura. You've been saying it for years. I'm finally listening. So now what? So We know why PMO leaders should start onboarding strategic portfolio management best practices, but how do they go about doing so? Where do they start?
1: To me, the the whole premise of strategic portfolio management is to derive more effectively the execution from the strategy. So an easy place to understand what your journey is going to look like. And it is a journey, right? Because we're we're talking about fairly substantial organizational change management as you start to employ or deploy what I'm going to talk about next. So it is a journey, I mean, it's a three to five year journey to be able to have full 360 view across all investments, both operational activity and spend and scratch the activity and spend in organization. When we spend short times with organizations, we talk a little bit about how they planning to evolve their own top-down investment planning capabilities, right? And there are three techniques we see organizations utilize today or aspire to utilize tomorrow. So just understanding where you are today in terms of these techniques and your ability to move from a kind of bottom-up way of generating project demand against strategy into deriving it directly from the strategy is kind of key and this kind of the three techniques are we call them project driven product program driven product and capability aligned doesn't need to be called that way there's other terminology or names used for these techniques as well in that kind of project driven mode it's more bottom-up in orientation right you start with a strategy it's normally uh, defined and prioritized by The key execs in a dark room and normally aligned with uh, annual planning, right? And then that annual planning cadence as project requests or whatever come in, right? You build a business case of either full business case or light business case. It doesn't necessarily matter, but you're doing an impact assessment into the strategy, whether that's just pegging against one strategy or even doing a contribution assessment against multiple strategies. So in essence, what you're doing is then going to leverage a tool set to kind of help you prioritize based on that, you know, strategic impact assessment. And then maybe you use semi sophisticated techniques to prioritize, optimize, and select the best bundle. But in essence, what you've done is you've used strategy to filter out the best of whatever was teed up, right? People have said, Mm -hmm. this is things we think we should work on. And you use this strategy to select the best ones that are gonna provide whatever optimal value for the upcoming planning period. So by definition, you didn't start out with the right demand. You just started with whatever you thought was the best. And then you let strategies confirm that. So if you most organizations that are investing there, understand the frailty in that approach It's more bottom up than it is top down. Because if you want to right. derive the execution from the strategy, you've got to move to a technique that derives that starts with the strategy and then pushes down into actual investments. So as we move into what we call product and program driven investment approaches, exactly that you start with a strategy, you decompose down into metrics, you decompose down into actionable investments. Normally that's going to be at a kind of product program level, initiative level depending on the methodologies you're utilizing. You're going to fund at that level. a lot of talk about bulk funding at that level and then allow for the autonomy of execution as teams decide they want to execute one hundred percent agile within a product concept or, or they' right. going to be efficient within a program concept, but you're funding at that mid-tier level product program, uh, and providing the, the flexibility then for a program manager, product manager that's going to self-fund work underneath that ethics projects, whatever it may be. But you start to build that technique now where you know for sure that the underlying uh, execution is aligned with the strategy because it was derived directly from the strategy. Right. Now as we move into product aligned capability aligned, we say, look, yeah, we've done a good job now of, of looking at how we execute strategically aligned work. We, now we have to understand the broader context of our business. So we move into understanding both the business and IT assets and technical impacts. This is where your model expands and to include products, services, capabilities, value streams data information logistics technology whatever it may be right mm-hmm. so you're now making informed decisions on the whole operating fabric of business now when we look at that slide that kind of depicts this visual it's very easy to say okay where am i today right where do i see myself going tomorrow which nine times out of ten it is all the way to the far right and what is the journey to get there and that journey really depends on where you're starting are you focused on the execution first so you've got kind of more of a pmo lens of the problem maybe you're a business architect enterprise architect focusing on the sort of connected enterprise aspects first before coming into connecting that with a strategy execution system and that's the interesting thing about strategic portfolio management and business agility is that it truly takes a village right this isn't just one function's job you'll find that there's different functions already making investments in this area to give them what they need based on their job business architect enterprise pmo and the truth is you've got to start with Building and scaling an overall portfolio model that's going to be consistent across the different functions, and, they, and then they can interrogate it to get the, the information and data that, that, that they want. So, whenever we start an organization, it's kind of understanding their appetite where are they on this paradigm of deriving execution from strategy, right. you know, project driven, or already got investments in, in a capability, product driven, or aligned world. And uh, from there, uh, everything kind of falls off that, right? As you understand the changes you need to make in terms of moving up that ladder, all governance and everything changes in accordance.
0: This is so good because this is not how a lot of organizations operate today, as you so aptly pointed out. The problem we have is that there's this huge disconnect often between the strategy process and the executives off at their retreat in a black box doing the strategy development, then poof, a few sentences come out of that for each of the initiatives, and then the teams are kind of left on their own to kind of match up to that or back into that in a bottom- up approach. And I think that's precisely the problem that strategic portfolio management can address. Now, I know all of our impact drivers listening are saying, "Yeah, but that's a huge change." And ironically, this is where transformation comes in, right? Like it's a, it is a journey. It is not a one stop shop. Poof, we're all of a sudden going to do it differently. Even in the with the clients I have, where we're starting to make this transition for them it's still something they have to do with their board over time, right? Okay. Next time that we do our annual planning cycle, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to start top down. We're going to talk about these strategies. Then we're going to develop the projects, et cetera. It's a transition period that again, PMO leaders and the PMO are still in a perfect position to help facilitate, but we've got to be able to show the value of this transition of moving from the top being created in one place, bottom created in another place, and then trying to match them together and hoping it works, as opposed to making sure that we start from the top, we get clear on strategy and then move from there and build it from there. This also is leaning toward, and I can feel another episode coming out of this, Ben, for you and I to talk about product management versus project management. And this role, obviously, strategic portfolio management plays and supporting the strategy process plays and kind of leading PMO leaders toward a more product focused management strategy. And I think that that's going to be far more effective. You're going to have to do these things together. So I'm yeah. already feeling another episode specifically talking about that coming. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. So, we'll this, little-
0: so good. So good. Okay. So before we wrap up this episode i want to ask a couple of very tactical questions around tools because as my impact drivers know i never ever ever let them start with a tool when they're trying to build a pmo right first figure out what business problems you're solving like strategic portfolio management right and what other challenges you have to solve figure out what your services and capabilities need to be then you can figure out the right tool to solve that problem but i think a lot of our audience has either has a tool in place, or they're kind of already down this path. So one of the questions I have first, though, is when we talk about strategic portfolio management versus project portfolio management, is it a tool problem? Or is it a process problem? What's how do we we got to at least diagnose where we are now and what our challenges are with the way we're doing the work now before we can even start to transition to this strategic portfolio management approach?
1: We're a believer too the process becomes the four tools. In fact, right? Uh- we have a framework we use to help organizations accelerate how they onboard strategic portfolio management capabilities, and that's as important as the technology that we provide. If we look at objectively what Gartner says, I mean, they're saying that many why they separated adaptive project management from strategic portfolio management. They said that the most adaptive project management or the old PPM tool sets, they do a good job of execution in a variety of ways, right? I mean, so right. we've got Agile execution or, or, or traditional execution or tool that's capable of, of both. Right. They say they do, they do, regardless of what technique they use and they all follow a common way, right? There's demand management, there's basic prioritization, there's execution, there's some portfolio reporting and, right. and, and closeout, right? But they say that's a far cry from what you need in, from a true strategic portfolio management toolset, one that is capable of integrating business and enterprise architecture best practices with true strategy execution capabilities so right. they caution organizations in terms of don't think that a traditional ppm tool is going to have the robust portfolio management capabilities you need for agile decision making mm. the other aspect is that you were talking about kind of product driven ways of thinking right we've right. lived through time over the last five years where if i'd listen to every customer i was speaking with they were telling me listen where everything is going to be a product no such thing as a project anymore right and and agile is going to rule rule the roost so we'll talk about this in in, in the next episode it's not true and what what Gardner has actually now come up and said and they they were one of the people one of the organizations five years ago saying this is that the adaptive project management simply means that an organization may have lots of different execution methodologies and tools going on in the same organization because it's right for that particular function, IT versus business or or whatever it may be. So if you have a PPM toolset that specializes in one approach, already you have a problem, right? Because most today, most teams are kind of almost semi-religious around tools that they use to execute projects, right?
0: Oh, don't we know. so
1: (laughs) our strategy has always been, because it would be an exercise in futility to go and build the next Microsoft project or era or whatever has been not to provide project execution capabilities, has been to understand that people are kind of married to that or those, te- those tools will change over time because they'll fall out of flavor or, or whatever, is to be able to drop down strategic portfolio management on top of any form of execution, which could be different for different teams. And so that, that's an important tooling choice, right? And that's what we, we still see. So we still see organizations wanting that one monolithic PPM tool that can do a little bit of portfolio and can do timesheeting on steroids, right? Mm-hmm. So we more and more organizations today recognizing the fact that these are the execution tools that make sense for them today and they may change tomorrow, and not wanting to make one of those execution tools that single point of failure, right, in terms of the future architecture of their business agility or transformation platform. So being able to drop down best in class strategic portfolio management capabilities on top of best in class execution capabilities is a consideration so that's our strategy with our own tool set and right. one is proving to be right as the functions around managing the portfolio side of things mm-hmm. are being created by definition they don't necessarily care about all the minutiae right and you said right. this earlier, right i mean it is very true that at the kind of stakeholder executive level right there right. still is you know what is this thing i'm going to invest in what's the value it's going to derive and yes, there is such a thing called a deliverable still. So when am I, when am I going to get it, right? right. And, they, and they look at how much, how much it's going to cost and, and maybe impact on resources. But they, that's what they care about. They care right. about, how am I going to move the needle with this thing? Not necessarily, should I execute it in an agile way? Should I execute it in a traditional way? That's down to the professionals that, that execute the projects to choose their best path. Because failure is going to be failure, no matter if, if that deliverable is missed. If right. you execute agile, if you execute traditional, you fail. You fail. Failure is the same.
0: Oh, that's so true. And I think that this gets to something that I think is really important for all of our PMO leaders to think about, which is leave the project execution approach to the teams, and you as a PMO leader step up and out of defining yourself by the methodology that you employ for a particular project or for a group of projects. The organization and the people doing the work need flexibility to be able to do it the best way they know how, which varies from project to project and type of project and team. And if we try and one size fits all everything, just like every PMO is unique, every project is unique and every team, the way they best operate to achieve not just a bunch of outputs and deliverables, but the intended business outcomes needs flexibility in the way they get there. So as a PMO, we need to stop being the governance police from a Perspective of looking at the methodology chosen, and instead take a hundred thousand foot view up and look at it from the strategic perspective and strategy alignment and delivery on the capabilities as a whole across the products, across the programs, that's where PMO leaders get to earn their seat at the table is when they stop playing the small game of focusing strictly on project execution and start playing a bigger game that positions themselves as the strategic business partner that their executives need. So this yeah. is so good so so no, good i totally sorry.
1: agree i mean uh, did a webcast recently on trading the epmo the transformation office the value management office the strategy whatever you want to call it right no, lots of different names uh, for it and that was one of the key takeaways right it, it's don't sweat the small stuff right it, yeah it, don't get don't try and build the governance process that is pain by numbers right you don't right. Need, you need to control value and, and resource allocation value creation and resource allocation and be able to bring all the parts together to see the macro effect so you can orchestrate the change. But this idea of I must build a Bible in terms of you do this and this and this and this is just not not needed. And it's one of the challenges we see sometimes when you take a domain PMO and elevate them and and I'm not saying it's wrong to do this, but elevate them to that transformation office. Mm -hmm. They take that kind of same execution mindset and paint by numbers governance model. You just don't need to do that, right? You have to embrace you have to establish the minimum enterprise standards and then embrace line of business autonomy, autonomy of governance and autonomy of execution.
0: Right. Oh gosh, Ben, this is so good. All right. I am so excited. So for all of our impact drivers listening, if you are totally digging what we're talking about here, make sure you register for the PMO impact summit, because we are diving deep on all this stuff and Ben's going to be available to answer your questions as we host our live workshops and the Q&A sessions at the PMO Impact Summit. So this is where the future of PMOs is going. And frankly, the future is already here, right, Ben? The organizations that are making the real difference are the ones doing it now and <clears throat> have been doing it for a long, long time. So I think that this is time for all of you PMO leaders to step up your game, join us at the PMO Impact Summit, just go to PMOImpactSummit.com and register for free now so that you can dive deep with us on this specific theme and these topics in September. Ben, thank you so much for being here with us for today. This is such a good episode and I'm so excited because we got a couple more coming between now and when the PMO Impact Summit happens and the next one we're gonna be talking about is the difference between Big A Agile and business agility and looking at why adopting Agile methods to get things done doesn't really help you address the challenges of business agility, which is where the PMO has a, an incredible opportunity to make a big impact. Thank you well, for being that, with me here today, Ben. Oh, Thanks
1: thanks for having us. we we'll
0: look forward to the next one. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Impact Driver. Don't forget, this episode is sponsored by the PMO Impact Summit. The world's largest and longest running virtual PMO conference that takes place for free right at PMOImpactSummit.com. If you're looking to elevate your role in your organization, make a bigger impact with your PMO, and discover ways that you can help your organization deliver on strategy with the highest possible return on investment as quickly as possible, you must be at the PMO Impact Summit this year. Just go to PMOimpactSummit.com to register for free. And the sooner you register, the better, because I've got goodies and surprises for all of my impact drivers. Can't wait to see you there. All right, impact driver, I'll see you soon. Bye-bye for now.